seed of unforgiveness. It starts somewhere. It starts with something. It starts with, with some interaction. It starts with some disappointment. It starts with some, uh, some sin of our own where we uh, then don't forgive ourselves. And that seed, if we let it stay planted in us, it becomes rooted and it becomes a, a stronghold. It becomes a, a matter of fact, it grows up into something. It grows not only just from a little bit of unforgiveness and resentment, but it grows uh, into bitterness. It grows into um, a, all kinds of anxieties. It go, grows into all kinds of, uh, of troubles and issues and wrong beliefs. It, it blinds us to the truth of who God is and God's plan for our life. And, and then ultimately, when, when this unforgiveness, this seed comes to fruition, it manifests as hatred. It manifests as this bitterness, this hatred, where we come to the place of saying, well, um, I, I, you know, and if I asked you, do you hate so-and-so? Nobody here says, oh, I hate them. We're Christians. We don't hate people. But what we do is we just said, I'm just going to cut them out of my life. And to wish somebody did not exist in our life is hatred. Okay, it, it, that's, that's, that's part of the definition of it. And so today, uh, I really believe that God is, is hammering away, that he's chipping away, that he's peeling away the layers, the layers that have just been formed over this, maybe it was just a little offense, maybe it was just a little hurt, a little wound, a, a word that somebody said to you one time. I, I told the story not long ago to some guys about um, a, a, when I was a freshman in high school, and I know that hasn't been that long ago, but uh, why is that funny? Okay, so, you know, time is relative, a day, a thousand years with God, right? So that's 40 some years ago. But um, of a coach saying something to me and expressing to something to me in a very cruel, harsh, embarrassing way. And, um, and, and, and still, I could quote verbatim all these years. I can't remember what I did yesterday, but I can quote from 40-some years ago what this coach said to me. I can quote things that, that, that were um, said in different and various circumstances. I can remember various emotions and feelings. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so those things can be deeply hidden, rooted into our lives, and the manifestation of them will always be something that keeps us from the fullness of what God wants to release in our lives. It'll keep things dammed up. It'll keep the, the joy. Matter of fact, one of the things, it'll keep the joy of the Lord absent in your life. It really will. And so let me just say this. If... I'm being real straight, loving, but straight here with you today. That if, if, if you just don't have any joy, I'm telling you, there's something in your heart. It's not God's fault. It's not on God's side. There's something in your heart that God wants to forgive and heal and set you free from so you can receive and experience his presence and receive the joy of the Lord. Walk in the joy of the Lord. Amen? Today, we're going to talk about just for a few minutes, and then we're going to come back because the goal is not just to receive information. The goal is to experience the freedom of God through His presence. This morning, I know 
that God's plan for some people is to bring a point of deliverance from, from, um, from unforgiveness and bitterness into your life, and, and you'll never have to go back to it. Today's the watershed day. Today's the moment. Today's the time when this issue gets finalized, when it gets finished, when it gets settled. And can I tell you, that's an amazing thing. Matt was talking about the joy that it brings. Hannah said it, the joy that it brings. Um, week before last, I uh, had a meeting with, um, matter of fact, it was Matt with Matt and Sue Broadfield. We met over at Panera Bread uh, uh, early in the morning, um, for me, early in the morning, uh, so eight o'clock or something like that. And um, some of you, I know that's midday, but uh, I'm praying the Lord will heal you from that. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, so I walk in and there is, they're sitting there, there's a man uh, and some other men with him and they're having a meeting. And this man was a man that at one time, if, if, every time I thought of his name, every time I heard his name, every, I could feel my blood pressure rising. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever get that little, little red hot between, behind the ears there? And you, know, and you can feel your, you know, just kind of that, oh, that breathing issue and all that kind of stuff. And every time I would think of this person, every time I would see this person out in public, it would be avoid them or, um, or be overly, <laughs> uh, oh, you know, kind of put on a performance for them, right? Oh, good to see you, man. Like, yeah, I'm going to have to, it'll take me all day to get over this. But I'm telling you, the joy of being able to walk in and see this person and see this person and really, really have no unforgiveness, really be able to say, thank you, Lord, for this man. Thank you for who he is. Thank you for what he does. I'm telling you, there, that, is, that is a, a, you can't buy that. It doesn't come in a bottle. It only comes from the Lord. Amen? And so today, I know that without a shadow of a doubt, God wants us to be people who walk in forgiveness. So I want to give you some points about forgiveness real quick. And then we're, going to, um, we're actually going to just ask the Lord some things about forgiveness and step into, step into a new place of forgiveness. How many people say, if God's got greater things for me, I want it today? Amen? Amen. Good choice. Good choice. All right. Um, the first thing I wanted to mention is that without forgiveness, you're not going to be able to walk in faith. All right. Mark chapter 11 puts it like this. In verse 22, it says, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the midst of the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. And sometimes we stop right there. I'm just going to speak to mountains. I'm going to cast things out. I'm going to send things into oceans and all different places. And so Jesus doesn't stop there. He takes a breath and goes on and he says, Therefore I say to you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And... How many people know and, conjunction here, and, all right, when you're praying, believe in your heart, and when you stand praying, forgive. If you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive your trespasses. So you can be a mighty man of faith and power in your own mind. You can, you, can be a, you can call down fire from heaven and try to cast uh, things into the ocean, all these kind of things. But I'm telling you that God doesn't look on the outward expressions of what we say. He looks at what's going on in our heart. 
And God's saying, okay, you're standing here and you're saying the words of faith, but I'm going to look behind the veil of what you're saying and see who you are. And if you're in your heart, there's still these hidden issues of resentment and, and, and just um, anger and bitterness and stuff, then listen to what he says. He says, then your Father in heaven is not going to be able to forgive you. If you do not forgive, verse 26 says, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive you. How many people know, <coughs> excuse me, that if you're walking around with unforgiveness in your life, you can't be in faith and unforgiveness at the same time? You, you can't be in love and unforgiveness at the same time. Amen? That, that, that's just a, you know, that's not the way. We try to segment our lives. We think if we suppress things and push them down far enough and even get them deep enough where I really don't deal with them on a daily basis, then they're gone. There's a big difference between being something hidden, something being hidden, and something being gone. Amen? Amen. Anybody ever lost your car keys? Anybody ever found your car keys? How many people know finding your car keys is a good thing? How many people know that if you, if you uh, lost your car keys and then found them, they weren't gone, they were just hidden? There's a difference, all right? Has anybody had any of your children ever flush anything down the toilet? How many people know there's a difference between your car keys being hidden and your car keys being gone, right? <laughs> when they're flushed, they're gone, right? And God wants to flush all this stuff out of our lives. So to do that, God says, hey, this is such an important issue that I want to paint a picture. I want to show you what a picture of forgiveness is. And so he gives us Luke chapter 15. And in Luke chapter 15, we read the story of the prodigal son, okay? And the son, we, if you know the story, you can go and read it for yourself. I won't tell the whole story. He's um, kind of focused on himself. This young man says he's got it all together, you know. Uh, he's a, probably a teenager because teenagers always know more than their parents, right? I think it was amazing to me how smart my parents became from the time I went from 13 to 21. I'm telling you, it was like they went to college or something. They got an education, you know. All of a sudden, they knew stuff, you know. It's amazing how that, that happened in life. But... So he gets his inheritance, he goes to uh, his father, I want my stuff, I want my stuff. He goes out, he blows it in riotous and perverse living and all this stuff. But he comes to himself, the scripture says, and then he makes a decision. And in, in verse 20, it says this, and he arose and came to his father. Okay, so all this time, this however much time has gone by, this guy's been out there in riotous living, and the father's still been on the farm, working on the farm with the older brother. But the father has not forgotten his son. The father has not, um, the father hasn't given up on the son. And I love this. It says this, that as the son was coming to the father, that, he, um, that, that when he was a great way off, his father saw him. His father was looking for him. His father never given up. Listen, God never gives up on you. God never gives up. There, you'll never be able to outlive how much God loves you and how much God wants to forgive and heal and free, bring freedom into every area of your life. He is an amazing God. And when he was a long way off, the father saw him he, and had compassion on him. Okay, on your iPads or phones or in your Bibles or whatever you might want to, had compassion. We're going to come back to this word compassion because that's really kind of the key, the basis to forgiveness. 
had compassion on him. And we know love always causes us to take action. And so he gets up off the front porch and he runs to his son. Now, I don't know why I have a hard time. But every time I see this picture, I see somebody my age getting up and running towards their child. Thank you for sitting with me this morning. I appreciate that. My daughter came up here so I wouldn't be alone this morning. Thank you. Wouldn't that be a joyful sight just to see your father come running down the road towards you? Don't take that too far, right? We're still trying to live down the event of yesterday. So, All right. Does anybody ever had any things in their past where they're going, I just hope I long, live long enough that those just fade away into oblivion? And that there's no chance of them ever coming up again. But then there's some things in the back of your mind. You just think, I know there's going to be a day. At the most inopportune time, somebody's going to show Chris dressed up. Right? (laughs) With his long blonde hair. And so I just think, God, please protect us from those things. But listen, listen, God is saying, so we see that the father gets up and he runs and he falls on his neck and he begins to kiss his children, his child, his son, right there in the, in the middle of the street, right? I mean, I'm not even allowed to hug my kids hardly in the middle of the, you know, the house. And it's like, oh, come on, dad, stop, you know? Here he is out in the street and he's fell all fall. The scripture says he fell on his neck. He kisses him. He hugs him. He's crying. He's so glad to see him. And the son has already got a prepared speech. He's already like, dad, 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 listen, listen, dad. I've got a dad, dad, listen, stop kissing me, dad. Come on, dad, man up now, bud. You know, and it's like, And so he goes to his speech. Father, I have sinned against you, and I'm not worthy to be called one of your child. I've sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I can't even be your son. And do you know what the father does? He doesn't even respond to those words. Do you know why? It wasn't because he didn't care. It wasn't because he wasn't going to forgive it. wasn't not going to forgive his son. It was because he had already forgiven his son. He'd all... He said, what are you talking about? You're still my son. I've forgiven you. I've forgiven all that you've done. I don't even care what you've done. All I care about is you. And so you have a heavenly father that runs from heaven to earth and takes on the form of man and says, it's not about what you've done. It's not about what you've done. It's not about what you've experienced. It's not about what you've said. Look at me. Church, get this this morning. I'm telling you. Shame, the shame will try to get us to shut down and bow. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true from other people. No, but they don't know. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how bad you've been, how far you've gone, how much you've blunted, how much you've wasted, how much you've missed it. It doesn't matter. God has already made forgiveness available to you. Why? Because he has compassion because he loves us. He loves us. Go ahead and turn to somebody. Just say, he's talking to you. God loves you this morning. Amen? And I love this. The last verse of that whole thing. That he, God says, we're going to, the, the father says, we're going to throw a party. And then he goes in verse 24. He says, for this my son was dead and he's alive again. He was lost and he's found. And they began to be merry. They began to celebrate. They began to rejoice. 
Folks, I'm telling you, the enemy has kept you under his thumb too long. You've dealt with oppression. You've, dealt, you've had the door to all kinds of yucky stuff in your life. That's a theological term. Look it up in the Greek. Okay, yucky. That, um, and I'm just telling you that, that, that he's had all this. He's had this inroad into your life to bring division and relationships and hurt and pain and, and doubt and all kinds of stuff. And today, today God says... No more. No longer. Today we're shutting the door on that. Today. Is that me? Brother? Today. <laughs> Today, all, all that stops. Today, we're moving into a new place, a place of where there's Miriam, where we can be joyous, where we can receive the, everything God has for us. And it starts with a heart of forgiveness. Matthew 18 puts it this way. Peter, okay, here's the disciples, mighty men of God. They come to Jesus and they say, now Jesus, how often shall I forgive my brother? Now they've just talked about prayer again and, and doing great things and agreeing in prayer and binding and loosing and having authority. And, and Jesus says, you got all this stuff, but, okay, but there's something you need to remember that faith flows out of the heart. And so he's dealing with the heart. And Peter says, well, Jesus, listen, I understand what you're saying. We need to be very, you know, very uh, liberal in our forgiveness. And the, the scribes and Pharisees says if somebody sins against you three times in a day, forgive them. And, and so, you know, the apostle here steps up and Peter says, hey, Lord, suppose somebody sins against me seven times. <laughs> I'm going to be so righteous. I'm going to be so uh, beyond everybody else, that um, I guess I could forgive them seven times, right, Lord? And I think he was kind of expecting a big pat on the back. You go, Peter, you're the man. And listen to what Jesus says. He says, uh, Jesus says unto him, I say unto thee, not until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Until 70 times seven is how many times? Now somebody's over there doing the math. Let me give up on the math, okay? I, I didn't get this. I saw this little cartoon this week, and it shows these guys standing around. They're kind of like, wait a minute. Forgiveness is easier than math, right? So let's just get forgiveness, okay? <laughs> times, 490 times, right, in a day? I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty often, right? Let me tell you what. If you're hanging around somebody that's sinning against you that much, you need to hang around somebody else, all right? <laughs> you need to get some different friends. If that's all they're doing. Jesus is saying, no, the idea is that, that forgiveness is unlimited. And as I read that scripture, and I put a note here in my notes, it says, sometimes the forgiveness that needs to be exercised is not just towards other people, it's towards ourselves. If God's forgiveness towards you is endless, then how should your forgiveness towards you be? It should be endless, right? God doesn't give up on you. God doesn't fail you. God doesn't relent. God doesn't pull back. And so God's saying here, and Jesus is saying here, the kingdom of God, okay, it's like this, this man that he goes and he, he owes the king, you know, $10 million. And, and he, the king says, hey, get in front of me and, and come here and pay your debt. And, and that's what sin is. Sin's a debt. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. This is the beautiful picture of it right here. And so the, 
man comes before the king and no way that he could ever pay back 200 lifetimes worth of service. He'd have to work 200 lifetimes to even be able to make the amount that he owed. And he comes and the king's, he falls before the king and he begs for mercy. And the king, again, the scripture says, has compassion on the man and says, your debt is forgiven. Your debt is forgiven. How many people think, and I'd love to hear, just hear those words about a lot of stuff. My car, debt is forgiven. My house, debt is forgiven, right? All those, forgiven, gone. It's, it's done, it's paid for, it's taken away. And then, but this man, he gets up having been forgiven by the king and he goes out and he meets somebody who owes him two bucks. And he grabs the man by the throat and he says, pay me, pay me. And the man begs. But the man that had been forgiven did not have compassion in his heart. And he took that man who owed $2 and threw him, had him thrown in jail. But when the king heard about it, when the king heard about it, the king sent his soldiers and they got that man who had been forgiven. Listen, and catch this. He wasn't thrown in debt because of his, he wasn't thrown in jail because of his debt. His debt had been forgiven. He was thrown in jail because of his lack of compassion. Because of his lack of mercy on another person. Because it showed that there was violence in his heart towards other people. And so, with that in mind, then Jesus comes and he says, what about us? If we have been forgiven so great in an amount, then shouldn't we also forgive others? Shouldn't we forgive others? And I don't know about you, but every now and then when I think about that, I hear this, yeah, but, 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 but. I was in, <laughs> Clint, we were in a conference this week, and one of the speakers said, God has got this big but, right? <laughs> but, and, and we throw that in there, but this person, look what they did, and, and, and God, it's like God doesn't know. It's like we're going to surprise God with something. No, that's not the issue. Jesus is saying, hey, listen, your sin was against a perfect and holy God. And, and every sin, every failure, everything that you, it was worthy of death. And some people have only hurt your feelings. And you're wanting to kill them. I, I mean, it's, a, it's amazing to me how I can get offended and carry unforgiveness for people I don't even know. Anybody drove down South Broadway on a mid-afternoon mid day? I sent pictures. I was coming back through the rainstorm on Friday afternoon, coming back from Dallas. And for any of you know who me, I just, I love traffic jams. It's just one of my favorite things in life. I just, and just being on a highway when you can be, you know, going just exactly the speed limit because that's what we should do, right? That's where I live, right there, so right there. But, uh, and to, to be in traffic, and so I was taking pictures. Look at me, I'm stopped, I'm parked on, on I-20. Look at this. 
People have stopped just because it's raining. They've stopped in the middle of the highway. I just, I was like, this is just joy unspeakable and full of glory. I am, I am just experiencing the wonderful things of God. This is, this is just great, Lord. Here I just came from this great conference, this great time of worship. Got to enjoy David Crowder. It was crazy wild. That was great stuff. And it was just, you know, it was great, Lord. And now look. And then there's inevitably, there's that one person, that one person that I thank you church right it takes a village to raise a pastor so I appreciate that man that is going to cut in front of you there's the guy that you can't see and it's pull comes up behind you and he's flashing his lights and getting wanting to run over you and like and I don't know who that guy was Lord I forgive them for how they made me feel (laughs) I forgive them anybody ever been just taken up something in your heart against somebody that you did not even know? Anybody ever had some, some bitterness or some unforgiveness in your heart? Yeah, I think we all have. The good news is, though, that God has an answer for that, and it's called forgiveness. So listen to this, verse 35, it says this. So likewise, um, it's, I'm sorry, let's pick up in, um, yeah, in verse 35, it's fine, it says, My heavenly Father shall do also, if you from your heart forgive not one of his brother their trespasses. God's saying, hey, listen, forgiveness, forgiveness sets you free. Forgiveness is about your heart being healed. And so then we come to this final thing. So what what is the action then that we need to take for forgiveness? Now remember, God forgives even before we ask. For years, years ago, I mentioned when we started this uh, series, the, the 21 Seconds to Change Your World. And again, if you haven't got this book, I hope you'll pick it up. We're going to come back in about a month or so and, and um, deal with the, the last part of this where it says, you know, lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. Uh, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. I've got something really special that the Lord, I think, has, has spoke that I'll bring to you in about a month or so. But but, but thinking about this, I, I remember talking about that, that scripture when the, um, or that book Larry Lee had wrote, you know, Could You Not Tarry One Hour? And, and, and how God used that book to teach me. And, and one of the things that God really, really took a season of time, and I don't know about you, but how it works, but it seems like when God's working on something in my life, then I get plenty of opportunities to practice it. Do you know what I'm talking about? So is anybody, I heard somebody recently pray for patience, and I went, oh, Lord, that's them, not me. That's, okay, Lord, you know, woo, not me. I'm not praying for patience, right? We know. God may not tempt us, but, man, he'll bring us into plenty of places, places where the trying of our faith works patience, right? So I can remember time after time, it seemed like there was some type of conflict coming up, and, and I'd be able to, you know, forgive this person. And then there would be times when, when it would be a real struggle in my life, and I'd wake up in the middle of the night. Has anybody ever done this? Just woke up in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden, just wishing that person was there so you could just punch them in the head. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, maybe I'm the only one. Maybe I'm the only one. So, but, but all of a sudden, the Lord began to work on my heart and said, hey, that's an issue in my heart. It's, it's not about them. You know, unforgiveness, maybe you've heard this, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and wishing somebody else died. That, that's, that's, it's not the way it works. And so what it does, as long as we hold on to it, as long as we hold on to it, it's doing us damage, not anybody else. Because the truth of the matter is, there are people who are not even alive anymore. 
They're already passed away. And we're still holding on to unforgiveness. I, I, I hate my dad. I hate my mom. I, you know, I can't forgive what happened 100 years ago. I can't forgive. I, I know people that have drugged stuff along in their lives for 30 or 40 or 50 years because they feel justified in being angry or, or not forgiving somebody else. And I'm telling you that, that compared to the forgiveness that we've received from Jesus Christ, there's nothing that's not forgivable. There's nothing that's unforgivable. And so what we find out is this is an issue of the heart. And God began to teach me. And here I want to teach you just a part of a prayer today. When I would come to that part and pray, Lord, forgive my debts as I forgive others. God, God showed me two things. He said, forgiveness is not forgiveness until it comes to the place where you can literally pray that God will bless that person. God, I don't want you to bless them. I want you to judge them. I want you to beat them. I want you. And when I say bless them, I'm not just talking. I'm not talking. I'm talking, you know what? The, what's the greatest blessing of all? It's getting saved, isn't it? Isn't it having your sins forgiven and your name written in the Lamb's book of life and knowing that when you die, you're going to heaven? How many people? Everybody here needs to think that that's the best blessing, okay? <laughs> no, I'd rather have a new car. That car will wear out, all right? Being saved is forever. Forever, right? Forgins, sins forgiven forever. And the Lord said, hey, I want, you to, I want you to begin to pray for those people. When you come to the place where you can pray for other people, then you will know that forgiveness is really part of your heart. And there were times, the, the man I told you about, the man I told you about that I met in the restaurant a couple, day, a couple week before last, I, I used to drive by his residence, and perfunctorily, you know, in a, in, a, in a very, you know, I'd go by, Lord bless, I just prayed blessings on him. But in my heart, it was like, Lord, you know, bless him with judgment and bless him with plagues and bless him, right? How many people know that in our mouths and in our actions, can, there can be something different in our hearts? Uh, I, I, listen to me, I'm telling you, there are people here, you've prayed for loved ones to be to be saved, and I'm not, I'm not being ugly and hard here. You've played for people to be saved, but still there's a judgment in your heart against them. There's unforgiveness in your heart against them. So you've got, oh, God, save them, but God, let them really suffer. Let them pay for what they did. Right? God, don't let them, and we're concerned about them getting away with something. God, God don't, don't let them get away with it. Don't, don't, God, make, make them see, make them suffer, make them at least feel some shame and remorse. And, and can I tell you, that's not forgiveness. And God says, forgive them. And so here's what the Lord taught me to pray. And, I, and I'll share this with you. And I still pray this. God, I pray today that you will fill my life with so much love that no matter what anyone does to me, I will have already forgiven them. I mean, that's, that's my prayer. I pray it. I pray it a lot. God, today, will you fill my heart, fill my life with so much love, so much compassion, so much gratitude for what you've forgiven me for, that no matter what anyone else does, no matter what anyone says to me, no matter what anyone does today, no matter if they cheat me out of some money, no matter if they embarrass me, no matter if they curse my name, no matter if they talk behind my back, no matter if they do all kinds of evil, that today I've already made the choice 
that I forgive them. And do you know what? I'm not saying it's always easy, but can I tell you that living that way, there is great joy in it. I'm telling you, to, to, to my knowledge today, there is not a person on the face of the earth that I can't say, I forgive them, that they're forgiven, and that I, that I make a choice to love them today. Now, that's today. Check with me tomorrow, all right? <laughs> so. But God, I want to be so filled with your love and so filled with your compassion, so filled with, your gratitude, with gratitude for all that you've done for me today, that no matter what anyone ever does to me, I will have already forgiven them. Now, forgiving is not letting them off the hook, okay? Doesn't, doesn't mean they, they don't still have to pay for their, for their guilt and all that kind of stuff. But what it does is it lets me off the hook. I don't have to be attached to what they did. I don't have to be angry. I can care. I can cast my care to the Lord. I can trust in the Lord. Because you know what? Unforgiveness is really saying, I still trust in me a little more than I trust in God. And today, God is saying, I'm going to give you the opportunity to open your hands of anything that would hinder you from receiving everything that God wants for your life. So here's what I want you to do, all right? I hope you, if you've got a bulletin or something to write with, I'm going to ask you to ask a couple questions, my Lord. Um, if you need something to write on, just, just lift your hand. Dan, there's some cards right there on the front. Just grab a card. I, I want you to do this. Everybody, come on, do this with me, all right? It's only going to take two minutes. Um, two minutes, all right? If you need something to write on, everybody, come on, everybody participate, all right? If you're a guest here today, thank you for being here. We love you. Chris will come up and say a little bit more about that in a minute, but, but I want everybody to do this, okay? Now, I, I'm going to tell you up front that in preparation for today's service, um, I did this, and I told you, I pray this prayer all the time. God, today, Father, as I pray, Father, forgive my debts today, even as I forgive others. And I'll just say, God, today, let me have in my heart so much of your love, so much of your fullness, that if there's anybody who says, does, acts in any does anything, Lord, I just forgive. I've already chosen to forgive them. And so the other day, I'm going through this process, and I said, God, I'm, you want me to ask the church to ask you if there's any place of unforgiveness, any person of unforgiveness. And so I'm doing this. I'm going, Lord, I just come before you. And God, I just ask you, show me if there's, um, if there's anybody that I just have something in my heart against, I haven't forgiven them. And before I got the words out of my mouth, a picture popped into my, fa- popped into my mind. And so I said, no, Lord, no, <laughs> let me explain to you, God, let me finish here. That I'm saying somebody unforgiveness. And so I was like, no, that's just a thought. That was just a, okay. And I said, because I've dealt with this person. I've prayed for them. I've blessed them. I've, you know, I, I mean, I really feel like, and the Lord said, in your heart, though, you're not, in your heart, there's a closed place to them. And I was like, really, Lord? And so I was like, God, show me. And all of a sudden, God just began to open up open up some understanding in my heart about how that, oh, I could forgive them and, and love them as long as they stayed on their side of town. Or as long as we didn't have to cross paths or interact. Listen, I'm telling you, God loves you too much to leave you where you're at in a place of unforgiveness. Unforgiveness yourself, unforgiveness of not receiving his forgiveness, of not forgiving yourself and not forgiving others. So here's what I want to ask you to do this morning. Just take a second, all right? Just want you to close your eyes. And I just want you, and how many people know when we pray, God hears us when we pray, all right? And I just want you to ask, Lord, 
Will you please show me? Is there anybody in my life? Is there any, not just anybody, but is there anybody in my life that I haven't forgiven, including myself? Come on, everybody. All right. You can do it on your phone, whatever, how you want to do it. Is there anybody? Just, if there is, would you just show me? Anybody that I still have a little bit of, of something against? Just, just not completely forgiven, partially forgiven, <laughs> whatever that is. And maybe, and God, including me, do I really forgive myself for the times I've blown it, the, the, the mistakes I've made, those, the bad investments of time, the things I watched, the things I drank, the things I took, the things I ate, the things I... E even for bad and, and bad investment. God, will you forgive me? Will you show me? And one, one more thing I want you to ask the Lord. Lord, would you also show me, is there anything, and I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about sometimes we feel like we've been hurt by the church or a business or a government. And if so, would you just ask, say, Lord, will you just show me anything at all in my heart? Where there's anything of unforgiveness. Okay. Now, just as a way of confession, we're not going to have you stand up and read it or talk about it or anything else. I'm just going to ask, how many people, how many, is anybody, the Lord showing anybody anything this morning? If so, would you just lift your hand? Okay. All right. Okay, let's, let's ask him one more time. God, is there anything? Show me anything, anybody that's ever done anything or said anything. Maybe it's a mom or a dad, a husband, a wife, a child, a boss, a pastor, anybody, a brother, a sister. If there is, just write their name down. Nobody's going to see this but you, all right? I promise. Nobody's going to see this but you. Just write their name down. All right? Okay. Everybody got it? We're going to do two things. Here, I want you to join me in doing this, okay? Father, right now, just, just pray this with me. Father, right now. Come on, Father, right now. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of all my sins, of all my failures, of all my shortcomings. Forgive me for not forgiving others. And right now, I choose to forgive this person, this thing, whatever it is. Just you can just, I, I choose to forgive it, them right now, even as you've forgiven me. And God, I ask. Come on, this is, the, this is the investment part. God, I ask that you will minister to them, that you will touch them, that you will bless them according to your purposes. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Amen. Now here's what I want you to do. If you've got a card, if you've got a note, you've got a piece of paper, whatever, I want you to take it. I want you to rip it up in little teeny pieces, little teeny pieces. Okay? If you've got that, if you've got that name on your, uh, on your, if you wrote it, I saw some of you taking notes on your, on your phone. I want you to go back into your phone. I want you to delete, delete, delete. Wipe it out. Okay? Right now. Just take that action. God, I'm not going to hold on to that unforgiveness anymore. But I ask you, Father, forgive my debts even as I've forgiven others. And can I tell you, when you take these steps of obedience, I believe God is going to bring a new level of peace and joy and blessing into your life. I believe, I mean, can I just say this to you? And I, I don't have any idea what time it is, but I believe very, very fully and completely very fully and completely that there are things that have been delayed in some people's lives. Look, everybody look at me, all right? I mean, I'm, I'm saying this to you as a word from the Lord today. That there are things that have been delayed in your life. There, there are things you've been praying for and things you know the Lord wants you to have that have been delayed. And the reason they've been delayed is because you kept holding on to this unforgiveness, this offense. And when you let it go, you're free to move into everything that God wants for you. Anybody receive that today? Anybody receive it in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. Let me pray for you in just a moment. Don't, don't anybody move. We're going to have a couple of baptisms. This is a very, very special time. Remember, it's not just the people getting baptized. We're part of this, aren't we? We get to celebrate with them who they are in Jesus Christ. We get to celebrate every great plan, every great thing, that purpose that God has for their life. So thank you guys for being here this morning. Let, let me just pray. Father, I just pray blessings over every brother and sister now. I declare and decree, God, that your promise, your word is true. It's active, God. I, I know, Father, I just know that you have spoken that today, Lord, for every person who will genuinely in their heart forgive every. Uh, every offense. Release every debt, God, that you will fill their lives with your joy unspeakable and full of glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.